Hello, Internet. Welcome to the show. My name is Darren. This is AJ. And this is the DNA Sports Recap. How's it going, AJ? Doing awesome, buddy. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, but yeah, okay, so perfect. Well, you know, there's a lot going on in the world of sports this week, so a lot to get to. Um, so first of all, appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of the Sports Recap. Uh, again, if you are listening to this on a podcast, we would love a review uh, to let us know how we're doing. Um, but yeah, so first of all, uh, there's a few things going on. Obviously, we're uh, in uh, Super Bowl week this Super week. Super Bowl week. And uh, remind me, who's playing again? Oh, can't remember. I believe it's that team from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, they're okay. And then there's also that team from Kansas City who's got that okay quarterback. Yeah, I heard I heard some good things about him. Mm-hmm. I heard some good things about him. Interesting hair. Interesting. You can't beat that hair, man. Yeah. That hair's got fluff. It's got it's life. Got fluff. You can do whatever you want with that hair. Yeah. And he's on. And he's on. I would kill to have that hair. Yeah. Okay. It's almost... I think it's the second best NFL hair there is. Who's your number one? If Patrick Mahomes is two, who's your number one? Palomalu, of course. Okay, you're going all-time hair. I yeah, all-time hair. So active, he's number one for sure. Yes, active, he's number <laughs> active, one. Active, he's number one. Active, he's number one. And then Troy Palomalu, I think I'm saying his name right, uh, last name right, but I think he's number two for sure. Okay. I don't think he's number two. I think he has the second, I think he has the best hair of all time. Yeah. In, in the NFL. Palomalu, for sure. Palomalu, for sure. I'm with you. All right. I second that opinion. All right. Perfect. Yeah, we're agreeing already. That's going to yeah, make for a really gonna boring be, show. It's going to be really boring. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. So, um, well, first of all, well, there's also, uh, we got to talk about the, the big story this week. Big story. Uh, the Kyrie Irving trade uh, just went down. Kyrie Irving trade. Okay. So, let's talk about the trade as it sits right as now. As it sits. Okay. So, right now the trade is, according to our source, NBA.com, Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris... Uh, Mark Keith Morris for Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, 2027 pick, a 2029 second round pick, and a 2029 first round unprotected pick. So Wow, that is quite the haul That is Kyrie Irving. That is, but honestly, it's not nearly as much as like the Donovan Mitchell trade or the Rudy Gobert trade or, you know, even the uh, James Harden trade. Yeah, I mean it's definitely not it's definitely not a groundbreaking trade for sure. Yeah, I mean as far as as far as total landslide, but I mean Kyrie Irving was a number one overall draft pick, 2011. You know what I mean? Like, fair. This this, this guy can ball, but but what is his? Where has he proved that he can do anything more than only win with superstars? Well, that's a very good point. There's a lot of people who said there's a lot of uh, people out there that say that the only chance he has is if he is the superstar on the team. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's literally the only choice he has is if he's a superstar because, you you know, kind of like I mentioned to you yesterday, there's only one basketball on the court at yeah. any given time. Love you that. know what I mean? That's, like, yeah. he, you're, you're going to send him to Dallas and try to take the ball out of the hands of a guy like Luka Doncic. Why? Why? Why would you ever do that? <laughs> well, the dude's a stone-cold killer. He's not yeah. scared of the big moment. I mean, he's, what, six foot, six foot ten. He can score from anywhere on the court, all three levels. I mean... He can pass the ball. He can rebound the ball. Luka can do everything. I don't see how Kyrie actually complements him and makes him a better player. And and, all, and taking the ball out of Luka's hands anytime is a bad idea. Uh, I agree. 100% agree. We'll definitely get back to that. But let's go back to the, let's go back to the trade first and okay. really focus on that first. So there are rumors that uh, other sources are trying to get in on the trade, right? So yeah. um, we know that this trade is between Dallas and... Um, Brooklyn straight up for two players 
in Kyrie and Markeith Morris uh, for basically two, I would say, crucial role players, two second-round draft picks, and one unprotected first-round draft pick. Yeah. So give or take where Dallas is going to be um, in that scenario. Oh, no, wait. Yeah, Dallas would. No, that's Dallas is getting their draft pick. Dallas is getting those picks, yeah. So it, so how, how do the Nets look? I mean, uh, honest, 2029? I mean honestly, by 27-29, by um, it, it's pretty unlikely Kevin Durant's still there. I would say True. chances are Brooklyn's entered a full rebuild. Those could turn out to be some pretty good picks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the, the, the point of the trade that I want to talk about is who's, who's winning or who's losing this trade. So in my, in my opinion, I think... I don't know. I'll let you go first. Who do you think? Who do you think won this trade, and who do you think lost this trade? I mean, I mean, just straight face value. Of course, of course, Dallas wins a the trade. They get Kyrie Irving. Okay. You know, he's 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 obviously a go-to scorer. He's a guy that's going to help you. You know, you mentioned his defense isn't great, but you you look at some of his advanced defensive metrics, and he's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually in the upper tier of of his point position for um, like steals and. You know what I mean? Like, so he doesn't he doesn't do a terrible ball terrible job defending the ball. It's it's more like you watch him defend and it doesn't look like he's doing that great of a job. Um, but you know, you a lot of a lot of the things that that he's going to miss, you're going to have you know cleared up by a healthy Kevin Durant who can mm-hmm. go to the you know go to the basket or you know Brooklyn's got some other pieces. You know, that, I mean, that was the reason Brooklyn picked up Royce O'Neal from the Jazz. Like, those guys needed a little bit more defense so that Kyrie's not running on both sides of the floor all the, all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do agree with you though. Kyrie Irving is a very, very well diverse wing. He's a very well two good two player guard. Um, the reason why I think that the Dallas got worse, I said Dallas got worse on defense because, yeah. you know, that's literally like what you mentioned before when we were chatting is that those what what Dallas gave up was role players. Yeah, you got Spencer Dinwiddie who is a on ball scorer, the only one they have that isn't named Luca. Absolutely. So they just got rid of him. Yeah. So, and then they also, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith, he's got some good length. He's got some good reach. I think his defensive metrics were okay. They weren't, like, above average, but they yeah, weren't. he's a catch-and-shoot ball player, though. I mean, he's yeah. going to sit out the wing, space the floor, which is, I mean, that's what a lot of teams are looking for these days, yeah. realistically. Yeah, and I just don't think you're going to ma- match that up by bringing in, um, by bringing in, I mean, Mar- Markeith Morris might be, the reason why his name's in that pick to kind of make up for that lack of defense, but that really kind of slows yeah, down the Marquee, offense. I mean, I think Markeith Morris is a. I mean, they're supposed to be these. You know, the, the Morris brothers are supposed to be these tough-nosed. Oh, hard take. Yeah. Hard take coming in right here. But I, I mean, they're they're like any uh, any other NBA player. They're not looking to fight. Yeah, they're looking to get out there and play basketball. And I mean, so I just the reason why I say it looks like the uh, Dallas just got worse defensively is because they did trade away two. Uh, not necessarily older players, but and not necessarily players in the beginning of their prime, but two solid role players that do serve a role in defensive end to get back uh, an all-time offensive player. Absolutely, you know, one of the top ten all-time yeah. offensive players in the league, which is great. But I can tell you why I think they didn't make this move. Why I think this is a good trade for Dallas. Okay, um, is right now Dallas is the best offensive team. In basketball, with Luca on the floor, absolutely. When Luca is off the floor, they are the worst offensive team. I didn't think about NBA. it that way. So, by simply making sure that whenever Luca's not on the floor, Kyrie is, you kind of take care of that problem. Yeah, I mean, and and realistically, Kyrie's playing. 
you know, like right now, his minutes are at an all-time high. He's like in, in the very top of the league in minutes played right now. Yep. His, so I believe his usage is second only to... No, wait, that's Luca. Luca is second only to uh, another MVP. Uh, not Luca is. I'm just saying that. I'm putting that in the universe. Um, Giannis. Second only oh, to Giannis. Second only to Giannis. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, with his with his minutes already being sky high, that's pretty easy to to pull him out. You know what I mean? And but yeah, I mean, Luca's got a ton of usage too, though. Oh yeah. I mean, Luca's Luca's up there, man. He's on the floor a lot for those yep. guys. That's the only reason they're Luke. they're even still in the playoff races because of Luca. Yep. Luca is the number two used uh, has the number two usage rate next to Giannis, and then. Uh, uh, Kyrie Irving has the eighth most on usage. So. Yeah, so he's up there for he's sure. He's up there too. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many players there are on the league, but you know, there's a lot of them, and eight is still pretty high. Eight is still very high. Yeah. So, um, you know, was the price too high? Do you think that was? Um, do you think the draft, the draft capital that they got for him, the players they got for him? No, no, I don't. I mean. Like you said, I don't. I don't even think that was that great of a haul compared to what you know Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert turned over the summer. Like, yeah. Well, the the two things behind that, behind that is gonna, is going to be team control. Like, you only have him for one year. Yeah, you only have him for yeah. essentially three months. Yeah, you got a three month rental and yeah, hopefully a player all run out of him. Yeah, all in for three months. So and hoping that he's going to re-sign with you, if you offer him a max contract. Yeah, which but, they better be prepared to do because they just traded away. Here's here's the reason why I think the price is too high. Okay, look at the 2025 free agent class. So by, so by doing this draft, right, they're going all in on him, Absolutely. on Kyrie, yeah. right? And if by doing that, they're, they're, you can make the assumption that they're going to offer him a max contract or close to it in free agency. Yeah. So here is what you're going to potentially be missing out on in 2025 because you have um, you have you have to pay Luca you have to pay um and you have to pay Kyrie you have Jimmy Butler Le- LeBron James Giannis Antetokounmpo Paul George Kawhi Leonard Rudy Gobert Anthony Davis Ben Simmons Drew Holiday Donovan Mitchell Jason Tatum Brandon Ingram Jamal Murray and Chris Paul and some of these other ones are starting to fall wow. off but yeah that's the 2025 free agent class by committing and tying your boat to Kyrie at this point you're basically taking your name off of the top 25 names on this list. But maybe that's exactly why they only want Kyrie at this point. Maybe they wanted him before the Nets get a chance to re-sign him. You know what I mean? And then they're locked into a long-term contract. You know, at this point, they only get the one-year rental. They have the option to try to re-sign him. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it doesn't work out. You know what I mean? And it's a complete, uh, you know, an utter, like, train wreck. Mm -hmm. And they just part ways with Kyrie because he's an unrestricted free agent. And they can look at one of these big names, you know, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. At that point, though, how long is Luka going to stick around? So I think that I think Dallas front office has done enough to prove that they are willing to go in on players to get him a co-star to, to run with and try and find the best fit. Um, Porzingis was a good example of that. And now with um, now with Kyrie, they're trying to match him with somebody. But at what point does he just say, "Okay, that's it. I'm out. I demand a trade." Yeah. I mean. I don't know. It's funny because I don't see Luca being that kind of player. I think I think he sticks. I don't I don't know if I see him going out there to try to chase another superstar. I I think Luca probably feels pretty confident he can he can do it with with a decent set of you know a decent supporting cast. I I wonder how much Luca even had to say with you know getting Kyrie Irving. Like I 
it's funny because I'd like to hear what his opinion is. Like, is this is this what you wanted, Luca? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is this what you wanted? Is a ball dominant guard to come in and and uh, get the ball out of your hands a few more times a game? Yeah, that's a good question. I'm wondering, do we know when Luca's contract's up? He's on his uh, rookie he's deal on, still. Right? Yeah, I, yeah, he should still be on a rookie deal. Or he's on his uh, first extension. His salary is thirty-seven million dollars. Lucas is. Yeah. So he's on a max extension then. Yeah, he's on a max extension, which makes him so again he's on. Okay, so twenty twenty-seven is when he's coming up for. That's when he's going to be a free agent. That's when he's unrestricted. So he's yeah. still under contract for four more years. So he's got some time with Dallas. Yes. So he's got some time. So again, but we know in the modern NBA that it doesn't really matter, you know. No, no. Realistically, all you got to do is ask. Yeah, I'd like a trade. Yeah. I mean, that's what Kyrie did. What three days ago? Two days Can later. Can you imagine the haul for Luca? Can you imagine? That is scary. That is scary. I mean, Dude, you're giving Rudy up. Rudy and Donovan are, you know, all-star level talent. Yes, but perennial MVP candidate. You are. You are giving up. I mean. Every draft pick you own for the next decade, if you have, a, I mean, do you even have enough draft picks? Yeah, you'd I have mean, you, to. You'd have to go to like a Utah or an Oklahoma City that's just got a whole boatload of draft picks. You'd almost have to loop in somebody like a Utah or OKC to use just to keep the compensation capital. high enough. Absolutely, yeah, it's like we'll take your draft capital and you can dump these contracts on us while we give you our yeah. young challenge but but what is the but but, but what's the plan at that point <laughs> you've yeah. now you've now acquired Luka Doncic yeah and you what have you nobody do? else to role play for you at all yeah 2020 <laughs> so oh my gosh in the 2026 2027 season he's going to be pulling in uh just you know 30 grand shy of 49 million dollars 49 million on your rookie contract on your rookie that extension be, huh? contract yeah that's pretty <laughs> impressive you know hey he's, i would argue that he's worth every penny that actually might be the case if they sign that's actually a good point if they sign Kyrie irving to a max extension now i mean if it's anything i mean we're watching these salaries right now i mean jalen brunson great 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 guard right great point guard Really good at streaming the ball. Is he really, is he worth a hundred million dollar contract for not, four or five years? Not a chance. You know, but that's what these salaries are going to. So I mean, you think they sign? Yeah, you think they sign yeah. Kyrie to that contract, knowing that these kind of numbers, forty eight million, forty five million, is what going to be the average going rate for a perennial all star? I mean, realistically, by the time we're in twenty twenty eight or twenty twenty seven, when that contract expires, you probably got Luke on a steal at that point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, you got Rudy Gobert oh, yeah. making almost forty million dollars a year, and he didn't even take a maximum contract. Nope. I mean, he 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 negotiated the Jazz negotiated that down. Yeah, they got him down, <laughs> which is insane to think about. Um, again, I'll, I'll, I hate to change sports on us here, but that's a perfect example of like uh, uh, like uh, in baseball right now. There are uh, Shohei Otani, right, the two way star yeah. in Anaheim. They're saying he's going to be the first professional American professional athlete to pull in half a billion dollars on his next contract. You know, that's he's insane. a potential Cy Young Award winner, potential MVP. Yeah. Yeah, every single year that you have him. So, yeah, he's going to be potentially pulling in half a billion dollars. That makes that John Carlo Stanton contract from, like, five years ago look like chump change. We're like, you're paying him almost $30 million a year. Yeah. And you're just like, well, yeah, I mean, Bryce Harper's making 40 million a year now. So What's funny, though, is that, that $40 million a year in baseball and $40, 40 million a year in basketball. I mean, basketball plays 82. Baseball plays, what, 182? 162. 162. Mm-hmm. So that's that's quite a difference per game average there yeah. to, play, to play baseball versus to play basketball. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, okay, so to wrap up the Kyrie Irving trade, um, you know, what does this, what, what does, what's the purpose behind this trade if you're Dallas? Dallas, you're looking for 
Uh, I think you nailed it, dude. I think I think you're looking for a scorer that can come onto the floor when Luca's not there, mm-hmm. get to the rack, keep him in the game until he can get you know while Luca can get a breather and get back out there to keep to keep doing Luca things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like goes up, he goes out when they're up by eight, gets a sip, sip of a yeah. Gatorade, comes back, they're down by six. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a perfect point, and actually to your point too, um, when it comes to the uh, value of you're really not, you know, that's not a lot to give up to see if it will work with Kyrie. Because right. let's face it, Kyrie is not just the basketball player. You have to, he's played in less than two seasons on with both of his last two teams for a four year contract with each team. So, and not to mention with Kyrie, you get so much of the off the court stuff with his strange comments and yeah, it's you know, a lot that, of that's all stuff that you're going to have to deal with when you have Kyrie Irving on your team. And yeah, yeah he's a great basketball player, but he can also be a distraction and, I, I don't think Dallas needs any more distractions right now. They've got to yeah. get their head down and, and make a push for the playoffs. So they're going to be, I mean, they're going to be playing in the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. you know, just to have a chance. And, and at that point, if you're playing in a play-in and you take a loss, now all of a sudden does it feel worth it to just give up, you know, some, some, some pretty, pretty critical pieces like Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and then, you know, those, those draft picks. Like, wow, that was a really short-term rental and, and quite a haul for – you know, is Kyrie going to be happy enough to even consider staying? Yeah, I think this is a push to the chips in the middle for Dallas. Yeah. I really think it is. And I really think it's an audition for Kyrie to prove these worth a match contract. So I think he'll play nice. I think that they will do well right now. There are three games separating uh, the third place versus the 10th place. I didn't. Dude, I just barely NBA. looked and realized, I didn't realize it was that close yeah. in the Western Conference. You dude. think Kyrie's worth a couple of games? And yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, now you are you got home, home court advantage for the first round yeah. of the playoffs. So. You know, so that's good. Um, good for Kyrie. Uh, good for uh, both, actually, all around. Because you know, now you've uh, unhooked yourself to that. If you're, if you're, uh, if you're Brooklyn, if you're Brooklyn, you can yeah. move on. Get out However, I will have to say this: this is getting to the point for. I feel bad for Brooklyn fans. You know, they had to they had to get rid of so much draft capital to simply get uh, James Harden, and then now just to get rid of James Harden, they had to do it again, and then to you know now just have to trade more draft capital. Perhaps that's the only reason why there's only this much because that's all they had, you know, to get rid of Kyrie. You know, if I'm a if I'm a Nets fan, I'm hoping that you know KD is healthy and he is you know, you know, excited because they got back basketball players. I think yeah. these are basketball players that are willing to play on on KD's team and you know really perform well. They got good players back in 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 this trade, so I think is. The, is Brooklyn going to be the first seed out of, out of the East? Absolutely not. You know, yeah. But yeah, that's the Celtics look pretty tough this year. Yeah. They're still number one in the East, aren't they? Huh? They're still number one in the East, aren't yeah. they? The Celtics are. Yeah, I believe they are. Um, and you'll see something on the screen if we're wrong. The last <laughs> trick. And a little ding. Anyway, um, but yeah. So uh, again, to wrap this up, you know, I think it's good all around. I think it's a good trade for everybody as far as what they are trying to accomplish. Um, you know. Would I have made that trade if I was Dallas? No. No, I don't you know, think so either. Um, I would have. Would I make that trade if I was Brooklyn? Absolutely. Um, and did you see LeBron's tweet about this? Yeah, must just be me or whatever. Must just be me. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted back at him. I don't think you ever saw it, but I tweeted back at him saying that's uh, way too much to. That's those first two round. Those first two round draft picks they're holding on to. Uh, for Kyrie is a lot to pay for a short-term rental. So yeah, when you can potentially just pick him up in the offseason anyway, it's going to be a bidding war between Dallas and LA for Kyrie. That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah, and I, 
I don't know. I I, I disagree. Like I don't, I don't know why why LA would go back after Kyrie. Like Kyrie's a great player, but like look at all the years they had in Cleveland. Yeah, is Kyrie a little bit more of they a ring player now? They won one ring, man. Just one ring. True. <laughs> but LeBron has been very much trying to But that's not the same appeal. LeBron James from those years though. No, and it's also not the same Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie is I think now in his more established prime. I think LeBron needs more young talent and established talent to run with in LA. I think right now the best chance he has is Kyrie. I don't think anybody else is willing to well, there. yeah, I mean, you know, they, they went all in on Anthony Davis, and look how that turned out for the Lakers. Yeah, dude, I, between you and the internet, I think Anthony Davis is the most overrated player in basketball right now. I, hands down, there's no doubt in my <laughs> mind, dude. No doubt in my mind. He yeah. just, I mean, is he might be made of glass, because he is always on the sidelines. He's oh, always broken. Easily. He's just... Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's okay. Well, that's the we got more coming up on the trade deadline. I believe Thursday at uh, five p.m. Eastern 5 time. Five p.m. Eastern time is the uh, cutoff for that. So uh, we'll see what happens between now and then. Let's see if they can wrap in a third team or, or what have you there. Yeah. Um, okay. So moving right along, uh, I think there's something else going on this weekend that's a pretty big deal that people won't shut up about. We got to talk about the big game. The big game this Sunday. This Sunday, the big game going on this Sunday. That's right. Deer season is upon us. Oh, Wrong big game? Wrong big game. Okay. <laughs> Same. Moose season. Moose season. <laughs> have you moose ever been, you ever been close to a, a moose? I have not, dude. Those it, things are freaking It terrifies huge. me. <laughs> Remind me to tell you about my near-death experience that I had with a, a moose once. Yeah, it's scary. But anyway, so the big game this weekend, right? So uh, what are the two teams that are in it? We have... Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. And the Kansas City Chiefs. Gotcha. Okay. So um, one of the main talking points that I wanted to bring up on this, so we're going to talk about this first and get it out of the way, is the Kelsey ball. Right? So we have the Kelsey brothers. Super cool. That are playing. Super cool. And who's tired of this? Everybody. The Kelsey brothers. They said it on their own <laughs> podcast that they just, they want to, like, yes, we are playing each other in the Super Bowl. It's not that it's, uncommon. It's the only storyline in the whole yeah. su- the whole game. Yes, our moms will be rooting for both of us. <laughs> Donna Kelsey, you know, she's got the hardest job this weekend, you know. But yeah, anyway, so um, yeah, so the Kelsey Bowl that that has been a big talking point that you have, you know, brothers competing against each other on the field. Yeah, the first brothers ever, which is a cool story, but it's like a five minute blurb of like, oh hey, the Kelsey brothers are playing each other. Oh, thumbs up, fantastic. So when it comes to uh, the game there, we basically, the assignment was we both pick a team and we explain why we think uh, that team is going to win the game. So I will let you go ahead and start first. Okay. And I believe you got the Chiefs and I got the I got Eagles. the Chiefs. Okay. I got the Chiefs. All right. So um, convince me on why the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Are going to win the, can, tell me why the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win the big game this weekend. The Chiefs are going to win the big game because they've been there before, man. Okay. They've been a straight-up experience. You've got guys on the roster that have been there. This is a big-time moment. It is. And and don't get me wrong, like, uh, Jalen Hurts has played in some big-time games at Alabama, at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's played on some of the biggest stages, but he hasn't played on one this big yet. Gotcha. And, I mean, the, the Kansas City defense, y- you know your, your, primary, your primary target is – to just get Jalen Hurts remotely out of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And if they can accomplish that, which I think they got a chance. You know what I mean? I think they got a chance to just get him out of his comfort zone. I think the big game moment kind of takes over. And, and, True. and it, happens, it happens too quickly. 
You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden you're through two quarters and you're down two touchdowns, and it's a whole lot different ball game than it is, especially when the whole wor- you know the whole world's watching you. That's true. That is very true. Um, anything else other than a gut feeling? Got any statistics or anything that's uh, going to back up your argument, or are you just going to get sh- just destroyed here in the next five minutes? You're, you're going to destroy me, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> but... I do want to say my little brother was 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 a, an Eagles fan, so nice. Um, I, I do got to hear, I, I do got to cheer for them a little bit. Oh no, that's perfectly yeah. kind. We were just got assignments, so <laughs> we're we're on assignment here. So I, I honestly, I think either way, it's going to be a good win. Uh, I don't have a dog in this fight, so uh, it'll be a great game. So for do you, sure, do you want to hear some reasons? to why it backs up the claim that the Chiefs will win this game. I do. I would love okay. to hear them. So right now, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are number eight in the league in zone rushing. And Philly's uh, Philly is number 32. So. 32 in zone rushing against 32 Patrick in Dombs. zone rushing. Yeah. So it, that definitely plays. That could be a rough game. That does play in the Chiefs' favor. Yeah. Pay, that definitely plays in the Chiefs' favor for that one. Uh, they're also number two in defensive passing under pressure. Philly is number 18. So we're in the bottom half of the league for the Eagles. And the upper half the of Chiefs league. are number two. You see, what I was just passing. saying is totally getting justified right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gave me these stats. I gave you, you gave these, me these stats. stats. Yeah. And they are also number one in short passing, with uh, the Eagles being number 20. Uh, Kelsey led the league in short yardage this season. So that's in passes between uh, zero to 10 yards. Uh, so the short game there is going to be. Uh, Definitely something that the Chiefs are going to try to take advantage of for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So those are the few a uh, few stats for why I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, sorry, those are a few reasons for why the Chiefs would win win this game. So uh, on my side, it's up to me to talk to you about why I think the Phillies are going to win this one. All right. So first of all, this is the second time this year that a Philly team has been in the championship game. The Phillies didn't bring it home. The Eagles got to bring it home. Eagles got to. Eagles got to bring it home. Yeah, that's a solid point. Bryce Harper couldn't Every, do it. Everyone in Philadelphia is cheering for him. Jalen Hurts got to do it. Like, like they've never cheered before. Exactly. You can't have <laughs> two teams lose from the same city. That just just can't happen. So that's gonna be the that's gonna be my your driving number one factor. I like it. Yeah. No, that's just gonna be my unsupported just gut feeling <laughs> on that one. Um, so again, Philly has been the best team in the NFL all year long. The best team in the NFL. They were the first ones. They were the teams to go the longest without a loss. Yes, that's um, very true. Uh, they were undefeated up until I believe nine and zero. I think they were this year before um, before they took a loss. Um, they are the most complete team, and they are also the most healthy team in this Super Bowl. I mean, in this big game. Sorry. Hashtag don't sue us. <laughs> uh, the D for the Phillies is stacked. Uh, their pass rushing, uh, the pass rushing for Philly is coming at basically. They're coming after him. Like the pass rushing, that's where he, Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain that he's been nursing that he barely got through the last two rounds of the playoffs. Yes, he's had two weeks, two weeks to rehab, but that that uh, pass rushing, they're going to be getting him. Yeah, they're they're going to be elite. getting him. It's elite. He's he's less than he's less than one hundred percent. He's less than and this is not a shot to the Chiefs' uh, offensive line, but you know, they're 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 definitely coming for him. Um, so yeah, again, it can Patrick Mahomes, you know, survive his third uh, playoff game on a bad leg. And uh, also, last point on this, Jalen Hurts is thirteen and one this season, including the playoffs. So, pretty impressive. 
pretty impressive. Those are some Alabama type numbers right there. Exactly, roll tide. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, that would be uh, the reason why I think Philly's going to win the game. Now, I think currently right now it's the, the line is Chiefs minus two. Chiefs minus two, is it? I think that's what it was when I looked at it. Uh, could, be, could be changing from when we film this and when it goes on air. So, uh, again, give us uh, some leeway on that one. Um, but as far as the stats go on some stats on why the Eagles are going to win this game over the Chiefs. Okay. First one. Uh, and, again, this comes from uh, Total Access NFL from the NFL Network. Uh, the, they are number six in intermediate passing. That's 10 to 20 yards. The Kansas City Chiefs are number 22 on that one. So the mid-range game is definitely going to be in the Eagles' favor. Uh, they are number one in rushing inside tackles. So the rushing game inside, inside not on the tackles, side. Yeah, inside the tackles is number one. Kansas City Chiefs are number 22 in that. Uh, the Phillies have 22 rushing touchdowns this year. The next closest team was 15 rushing touchdowns. So they're going to be running the ball at the middle, and they're going to get some they're yards. Gonna be, they're going to be heading there. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the Chiefs defense is ready for that. Uh, Chiefs have given up the most rushing yards in playoffs this year on an average of 5.4 yards per carry. <laughs> so, Ouch. Yeah. When Ouch, you're, Kansas when you're fake, City. I hope you figure it out before the, the big game. So you got the number one <laughs> rushing uh, team, inside rushing team, going up against the team that's given up the most yardage this playoffs in rushing yards. So that's unfortunate okay. uh, for, for, for the Chiefs there. And, uh, again, uh, the Eagles are number six in quarterback scrambles, uh, which Kansas City is ranked number 26 on that one. So, again, uh, Hertz is top five in yardage on scrambles, and the Chiefs are bottom five while defending scramble plays. So, yeah. The stats for the Eagles against the stats for the Chiefs, I think the Eagles have the Chiefs have been there, man. The Chiefs have been there. They do. They've been to this game. Yeah, and let's talk about that. I think how how interesting this game is going to be. You've got um, so uh, you got Andy Reid going uh, against his former team, which he was very successful with in Philadelphia. I think that's he was. He yeah. was. I mean, that was that was a really fun team to watch. I mean, the Donovan McNabb days, and mm-hmm. you know, he kind of went through and, and had some really like had some really tough, hard nosed teams that were really fun to watch. Um, and it's kind of funny how he's how how he's evolved as a coach. This Kansas City team is not necessarily known as a huge hard-nosed team, but they're like a, a high-flying, let's get the ball down the field, let's keep the offense going. Nice. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I guess that's more of I mean, Andy Reid has always kind of been that way. But, you know, I don't know. This this Chiefs team just feels a little bit different to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree there. I agree. There's, you know, I honestly don't know which way this one's going to go. Uh, I think yeah. I found plenty of evidence that would say the Phillies would win, but in my gut, when I took this uh, assignment, I'm like, yeah, but the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to win, so I don't know why I'm doing this. But, um, <laughs> but after doing all this research and all, finding all these different statistics that basically put uh, Jalen Hurts basically is untouchable this season, pretty much. Uh, it's pretty and, impressive. Yeah. I mean, but what's really funny about this one is this team, this, both these teams have the exact same record going into this game. They both scored the exact same amount of points going into this game, believe it or not. I think it's like 564 or something like that. I'll be cute up here. Um, but, and, uh, yeah, so they, it's two teams. They got to the same record, got here the same way, both number one in their conference, uh, top seed. So, very interesting. It's going to be a good game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am 100% looking forward to watching the Super Bowl this week. 
So what do you think is the most important uh, storyline to follow going into this Sunday's game? Uh, the, the biggest storyline for this Sunday's game is definitely going to be Patrick Mahomes' health. Okay. I mean, is, is he going to be 100%? Are you going to get him out there? You know, is he going to be, is he going to be able to, to move and get out of the pocket, make plays where he needs to make plays? Um, you know, the Eagles are going to be sending everybody. They're, they're, it, there's not going to be any time for him to – he's not going to have any plays off. Mm-hmm. He, he's, uh, you know, he, he relies so much on being a mobile quarterback and, and doing those things like dropping back and then, and then climbing up the pocket and side-shifting yeah. right and launching the ball down the field. Um, if, if, if he doesn't have all of his health and, and he's not as mobile as he used to be, he, he could really struggle against a, a tough Eagles defense. Um, so one interesting stat I saw this week, uh, when researching this stuff is that, uh, this year, Patrick Mahomes is been as efficient as an in the pocket passer as a mobile quarterback. That is insane. So, which is not normally his thing. So I mean, you think that's, that's making throws off the back foot, off the front foot, uh, like yeah. moving left, right off that high ankle, he, yeah. off, that, off his busted high ankle. Yeah. Yeah. I've had one of those, man. That's not, they're not good. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. We'll see what happens there. Um, so, yeah, go birds. Anyway, um, as far as... <laughs> go birds. <laughs> go Chiefs. What? You said your brother was an Eagles fan. We figured we got to, you know, go for the Eagles, he man. Is. Once again, folks, thank you for joining us here on our pilot episode, what I call the uh, Harrison Ford episode of yeah, the Harrison DNA Ford. Sports Recap. I like it. Yeah. You like what I did there? Yeah. He's always... You know, I like it. It's the pilot. He's always crashing planes. He's always crashing planes. I figured it was a good fit. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this on uh, podcast form, we'd really appreciate a review. Help get us out there to the masses. And once again, uh, again, really appreciate your time. And we'll see you next week.